Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. All right, folks, welcome to today's show. We are covering the five pillars of payroll. Today, we're covering pillar number five. Last but certainly not least, customer service. My favorite. Your favorite. (laughs) Just to recap, as we're at the end of our pillars, just to recap all the pillars, the first one was training and talent. The second one is documentation. The third is systems. The fourth, data processing. And the fifth, customer service. So we dig into customer service. And as I prepared and I thought of it, I was like, wow, this may be a short show because the biggest tip and point and takeaway that we want you to get from this show is that payroll is absolutely a customer service position. Yes. And the biggest piece of that is understanding that your coworkers – your coworkers are your customers, yep. right? We have a product. Our product is payroll. Mm-hmm. Our customers are our coworkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So before we get into that, always like chit chat about some stuff in the news and out there in the world that has to do with payroll. Walt, what's up? How you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing okay, man. Just experienced some bad customer service. My partner and I, we just got a house and we're trying to get some stuff done and just having a hard time. But hey, other yeah, than that, that, it's all good, bro. And, and a perfect segue to be talking about customer service and you're going through this as a new homeowner. And you are going to face that, man. I'm a fairly new homeowner as well. So I've been able to give Walt some like tips and expectations. Like, all right, never stops now. You're on a journey. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, man. So what I found out, Walt, was that recently Google and, like, Apple and these big tech firms, there are or were reporting their payroll data to Experian. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting because I'm like, what do they have to gain by that other than just willing to share data? Because I don't know what the deal is there. And they say it as employees question Google and this particular article was Google. They're saying that, oh, this is fairly common practice. Mm. Well, that makes me nervous because I'm like, wait a minute. Has my payroll data been reported to Experian? Now, Mm. right, as I read through the article a bit, the good news or the good part of it was that Experian, if, if your company does report to them, you should be able to go and look it up for free. Because it's your information. So you should be able to go and look it up and see what they have on you. But I just thought that was interesting, you know, how it goes back to what we've covered in past episodes, data, Mm -hmm. the devil's in the details, right? Uh And, And just what are they doing with this data? What are they doing with this information? I get that it's important to the overall big picture, but... How much are you giving of my data? And we, we talked about this in cybersecurity and being yep. able to piece things together to tell who you are. Like, what are you giving and why? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a payroll professional and as a just any a human on this planet right now or in the U.S., you may yeah. want to go check out Experian and kind of look up and ask your company and are we reporting things? And if it, it may not be your company, you may want to ask your payroll provider too. Like, hey, are, is our data being reported to a third party? 
because then I want to know. I kind of want to look into that and see what's being shared. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's a good point, man. Right? Because even now when I download certain apps on my phone or my, my devices and I go to play a game, they ask you, hey, you want this app to track your data. Yep. I ask them not to track your data, yes or no. Even with certain websites, they will give you the option to either turn it on or turn it off. And I know most of it is is due because these companies are trying to just send targeted marketing. I get that too. And it's a little uncomfortable in that respect. And then now you're talking that our companies are sharing our stuff with Experian. It's just a red flag, folks. Go out mm-hmm. there and make sure you're trying to safeguard your data as it um, circles back to previous episodes when we talk about cybersecurity, PPI, and our data. It's all very relevant in payroll, and that's why you'll get a lot of scrutiny around our security and how we share data and how we go about our business. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was very interesting, man. It's just definitely a red flag for us to all go check it out. But getting into yeah. customer service, our mm-hmm. fifth pillar our final pillar for this series i'm excited to talk about it and and it's last but certainly not least is customer service we all know what it means but i think the biggest connection for us as payroll professionals is this understanding that customer service is a part of our job especially if you want to grow if you want to grow as right as a payroll professional you really need to fold in that customer service piece and Part of your research out there, Walt, and I thank you for putting in the time for it because it was very helpful. Who is a customer? Clients and their employees are customers, but is anyone else? Yeah, it are in for payroll people. It's Mm -hmm. our coworkers. Yes. Who is a customer? Our customers are our coworkers. If you're in retail, your customer is not the end user that buys your company's product, right? If you sell widgets and somebody buys a widget at the widget store, that's not your customer. Your customer is the person that sold them that widget. That's your coworker. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the biggest thing to drive home for payroll professionals is understanding that your coworkers are your customers. Yeah, man. When, right. And when you and when you say coworkers, that includes your peers. Yes. And also like C suite. Yeah. Anybody for that that works for that organization. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. Anybody. If, else. A, if a manager if a manager from a different department asks you for a report and they, and they have approval to ask you for that data and you have to provide it to them, that's that's basically you providing a service to them. Yeah. Absolutely. That, basically your customer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but you know, it's interesting that you say that because it, it brings up another key pillar documentation, right? So, if yeah. another manager is reaching out to you for a report, you got to make sure that you have the documentation and policies and procedures in place that allow you to give it to that person, to that manager, to that, you know, somebody in another department. Because if your company hasn't set those rules out for you already, Mm-hmm. you're not going to know who to provide information to and who is all right and okay to do that. Mm-hmm. So just be sure as a payroll professional that you're not giving all information to anybody who requests it within your organization just because, ooh, in the spirit of customer service. This is the last pillar. Documentation comes before it, right? Mm-hmm. Documents, make sure you have the documentation in place that says that you're allowed to give that report to that 
individual in your organization. Yeah, you got to have the, those pilt, those structures, right? The the policies and procedures set up, yeah, properly before you go ahead and do that. Let me ask you a question, then, because it, it can be different for each, because there are different payroll ecosystems, different payroll environments out there. What you see as a payroll professional may be different. Yes, your coworkers are always going to be your customers. Yep, but you may have the the payroll team that has six members. So are my direct peers who are also payroll professionals, are they my customers as well? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody that you have a hand in paying, you know what I mean? Like they, they're your customers. You're, okay. We're payroll, right? We provide this product. Our product is getting your paycheck. Mm. And it's a perfect segue. What is customer service? Is the provision of service to customers before during and after a purchase but a purchase for us is a payment instead of no. purchase it's that paycheck it's a payment record yeah right it's the payment record yes thank you to go further the perception of success of such interactions is dependent on employees who can adjust themselves to personality of the customer so, I, I, in, in other words that means that means you're adaptable. So when somebody gives you an attitude, yes. you know how to handle it. <laughs> yes. Bro, yes. And thank you for saying that. And it's being able to put yourself in their shoes. And this is the easiest part as a payroll professional because guess what? We also get a check. We're yep. in that group nine times out of ten, depending on the size of your organization. When you run payroll, you're also pressing that button to pay yourself. Yes, yes. That reminds me of a situation that I experienced with a company. It was back during the recession in early 2000s, mid-2000s. And I know the company I worked for at that time, they, they had a lot of issues with revenue and income. So they had to like let us know, we'll have to pay you guys a couple of days later than schedule. It's not because we want to. Yeah, it's because we were impacted as well. Like us putting ourselves in the, the a person's shoes who have who has an issue with their pay record or their paycheck, it's easy for us to identify with them because hey, we're getting paid. We're employees too. We have bills too. We have those things we have to handle as well. So just wanted to say that. Wow. It is very true. And that's that's the biggest part of this. Again, is being able to put yourself in their shoes and it should be easy. I've had people tell me, Brian, my like they put the rate in the system and their salary is off by maybe 10, 20 cents, right? Less than Ooh. what their contract says. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, I want all my, I want all my damn money. That's right. Adjust, adjust it. So it's correct. That's right. You know? And like, I was just like, okay, you don't have to be, you know, that's yeah. a certain way, but that's, that, right. that's what that, Hey, that's what they believe. Hey, this is what I'm worth. This yep. is what I, this is what I negotiated. Yep. You so you're stealing from me. I, yes. If I want not, yeah. yep, not a, not a penny less. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I've had to explain differences in, like you're saying, pennies, because the biggest time of year in January, all the tax tables reset. Yeah. So you have an employee that may have been experiencing one rate for the last six months, but come 1-1 and that first check in January and all of the tax tables reset, now they're getting dinged a little higher maybe because they've reset. And things drop. So they'll call you. Hey, oh, my check is off seven cents. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's usually with salary folks because hourly folks, their check fluctuates. So they're not really paying attention to seven cents. But when you get a salary person who making the same check over 
24, 26 payments. They know exactly what should be hit in their direct deposit or their live check, and they absolutely will question that. And again, this is the customer service piece, and you know that's where you have to really put yourselves in their shoes because it's their money, and they yeah. want to know. And you think of it like, oh, it's only seven cents, but they take it very. It's very different. You got yeah. again think about it as your money, right? If it's your yeah. check. And your check is off. You want to call somebody and say, "Hey, why is it off?" And, and we also have to consider that we don't, if, especially if we don't know them personally. We may not know the story, their experiences that they've had to deal with Absolutely. at other com- yep. companies and stuff like that. So they might be hard pressed to say, "Hey, no, I don't want a penny less. I want all my money that I, I negotiated. I want all those things and, and the, the show on the record." Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, it, it segues into the research you put up and it's awesome. What are the three aspects of customer service, professionalism, patience, and a people first attitude, right? I I mean, gosh, that can't be more important. And especially in payroll, because you will get folks that are mad about Mm -hmm. something that as a payroll professional, you made you may interpret it very differently Mm -hmm. than the employee. So, for instance, if somebody, like you said, oh, you had to get paid a day late or something like that, or you get yeah. it a few days late, as a payroll professional, you may get it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get the error that happened or the glitch or the mm-hmm. system constraint or whatever happened, but the employee doesn't have to understand that. No. All they know is I get paid on Friday, now I'm getting paid Monday. Oh, man, this is a big inconvenience. Mm-hmm. It not only messes up their weekend or their scheduling or their payment schedules or their life, mm-hmm. but it also puts a crack in the foundation that they have or the security they have of their job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, oh my gosh, is this going to start being a problem now? Yep. Right. Oh my gosh. Are they going to start being late with my pay every come payroll like that? Yep. Man, that is, that's probably got to be, I've never experienced that folks and currently or never was in a place that had a problem paying people just mm-hmm. to re you know, reinforce to the folks out there that mm-hmm. we do currently work with. We are mm-hmm. not in that situation. Please don't let any mistakes let you think otherwise, but that's gotta be a very nerve wrecking an uncomfortable place to be. It's like, wait a minute, yeah, am I gonna absolutely. get? And I've heard it before. I've heard folks say that. Oh man, I'm yeah. I don't. I never know if I'm gonna get paid on time. I work for this company. I'm like, how do you even work yes. for them? How yes. could you stay there? Yep. How absolutely. do you stay there? If it happened more than once, I'd be very concerned. That's such a good point that you made there about, especially with the new employees that come on to a company. And, you know, that's the first check. You, you and I have had those situations where a person wants to get hired. They did everything correctly on their part. They completed their onboarding. Everything is, they submitted everything correctly. And for whatever reason, something's missed. Yep. I've, I've, had those, I've been in those situations where an employee's missed and that's their first time getting paid. And they, yep. to, to, to re- they should have received the paycheck, but they yep. don't get paid at all. And that's their first initial experience. And so already that trust is broken yes and see that's a perfect example because for us as a payroll professional and maybe even an hr professional you would understand it like oh the timing was off right Mm -hmm. like they missed the cutoff because of the timing and because of now in the newer systems and it's employee self-service and if you didn't finish your onboarding on time you missed the payroll 
but they don't understand that. They don't have to get that. All they know is I got hired and I didn't get paid on time. Yep. And you're telling me some BS in between. That's all <laughs> right. <laughs> right? That's yep. that's all they get. So that's a perfect example is it could be legitimate timing issues, folks. Like payroll, you already know you're a payroll professional or if you're new to it, time is a big constraint in the payroll mm-hmm. world. And I think we're going to get into that on the next series because mm-hmm. we'll get into that journey of a payroll person. And I already started thinking about it and I was like, wow, we could probably do a whole episode on how time is important. Mm-hmm. For a payroll, time is of urgency. So being with that being said, as a payroll HR professional, oh, a new hire missed their first pay, it's probably very commonplace for us. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we'll get them on the next one. But yep. for them, they're like, whoa, what do you know? I just started here, man. I just need, I need, my, I need to get paid. Yep. And it, it doesn't happen for me because I'm a payroll professional all my career. So any new job I'm at, I know exactly who to talk to to make sure my pay is in there. You know what I mean? And because mm-hmm. we don't always see our own pay, but you know what HR person you need to talk to to say, hey, am I getting paid this check date or next check date? Yep. So I don't get mad either way, but I know what to expect and if it's going to be late or not. And some companies, I don't know if it's common practice now, but some companies purposely hold one check back. Yep. And, and I'm not sure if it's still compliant, but I know that was, that's an old school practice to safeguard against just new hire turnover and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Like, it's just, I think that's one thing you got to understand because, like, payroll, it can be considered part of the service industry. Yeah. Think about the service industry and and the the different type of jobs that there are. And you got to apply payroll into there because we're always going to be serving someone in payroll. I've been worked for companies where they had a call center. In payroll, we really didn't interact with too many employees or clients so much. We had a a QCC, a Mm -hmm. quality control person, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and they would be the front lines to handle and answer questions and deal with those people from time to time. So no matter what your structure is, you're always going to answer to someone. Absolutely. Especially if you want to grow, because if you are in a big organization, like you said, you may be in the background for now and there's a QCC person over there and stuff, but... If you want to grow, you Mm -hmm. have to fold that customer service piece in. And I think that's what a lot of folks, they think that payroll should, like, it's automatic. It should come with a customer service piece. But no, but being that we're a service at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. right, you Mm -hmm. think about it as another back office service, they don't always have a customer service piece. You talk to an office manager or something yeah. like, you know what I mean? That quality control piece. Mm-hmm. So if you want growth, you do have to prepare for that customer service piece. And you had a, an amazing question. Does the saying, the customer is always right, apply to payroll? <laughs> that, man, so perfect because it does not. They, it, it's more trust, but verify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because as a payroll professional, you'll know, you'll get that employee that calls up and says, hey, yeah, I lost my check from 3.30. Can you reissue it for me? 
-hmm. Oh, sure. What's your last name? Hey, you go through the process. Let me back up. As a good payroll professional, you trust but verify. So you validate that claim because mm -hmm. you'll go to their profile. And if your system is robust and is good, you can see if the check is cleared or not. Mm -hmm. And you'll get the employee that you'll look up and say, hey, this check has been cashed. Really? Yep. Oh, let me check my account. I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then they never call back. Yep. So, you know, whether they're being malicious or not is irrelevant because as a payroll professional, you need to trust but verify. Uh, verify. Yeah, absolutely, man. Are there situations where, let's say, hey, I never got my direct deposit. Yep. And every bank is a little bit different sometimes. Mm -hmm. Some of those smaller banks may post later in the day versus the, the bigger ones. So I've had situations where they say, oh, I didn't get paid. And they were just like going in on us and everything like that. And then I was like, hey, we saw that it was direct deposited. Give them the options. And then I say, hey, call your bank and see and see what the deal is. And you have to be patient. Mm -hmm. and and then that goes back to the, those three P's that you talked about, professionalism, patience, and people first yep. attitude, you know, yep. because they're, they're going to be those people that really try you, that come at you, that like, I've had people make threats to, uh, at me. I've had people Absolutely. like say all to all type of things, all manner of things. And you have to keep your pro professionalism and patience. And yep. you got to remember, remember, Hey, Hey, like people first attitude, you got to look at it a different way. Hey, they're a person first. So yep. no matter what their job is, you got to remember they're a person first. But Absolutely. You have, and again, you have to be able to put yourself in their shoes and what they're yep. going through and have some empathy. Yep. Yeah. Empathy is key. A big claim that we get on the customer service front is, hey, I just changed my direct deposit. So that check that I, the direct deposit I just got yesterday. Hey, yeah. Can you undo that? And just send it to this new account for me or give me a live check. Now, what? unfortunately, as a payroll professional, you have to validate that claim, right? Because that's a common reaction to folks mismanaging money and their mm -hmm. bank accounts being in a negative situation. Okay. And you try to, you realize it too late. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get paid in two or three days and yeah. I'm negative. Let me yeah. call pay. Let me send e let me send an email to payroll. Let me start a fire with my manager and payroll so they can divert my check. Mm -hmm. But not realizing the timing of it all. Hey, we've already pressed that button. Guess what? If you're in a negative on your bank account and we send payroll, guys, there's nothing we can do. That's your deal with your bank. Your check is going to hit it and it's going to offset your negative balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get that it's a horrible situation, but a good payroll professional is not going to just go ahead and cut you another check. They shouldn't, yeah. Right? They should <laughs> not. Now, if they do, that's on your bosses and that's a bigger conversation. That is not something that gets authorized in payroll. Oh, yeah, we're just going to cut you another check. No, no, no. That's not something that gets authorized in payroll. It could happen. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, mm. folks understand that if your payroll person tells you there's nothing they can do, there's nothing they can do. Because, mm. again, they are you are their customer. If they could help you, we mm. would. 
Yeah, and, and it should explain that to you as well. Hey, they, they should go over all the different options that there potentially are. And once they have exhausted all those things and they can't really do anything, that is true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly true what Brian is saying. Like, uh, a good payroll professional should go through each of your options, explain all of them to you, and say, hey, there's really nothing you can do. Like, case in point, if a person has a direct deposit sent to an account, that's closed. We have to wait for those funds to come back before we do anything else. You know yep. what I'm saying? We, we shouldn't go ahead and reissue a check on good faith. Yep. Because it doesn't matter the system that you're using. The, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you sent the direct deposit, there is going to be a way for you to find out if that direct deposit got rejected or not, regardless yep. of your payment system. The, the yep. payment system is only going to dictate how easy it is to find that information. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. it takes three to five business days for you to get that rejection confirmed. And mm-hmm. then at that point, then you can reissue based on that rejection. It's a very delicate situation. And unfortunately, we can't do much because mm-hmm. the system is the way it is. You know what I mean? We have to wait until the ACH system, the Notch system, the banking system rejects yeah. this claim because if they're being honest about the account being closed it will reject yeah right it will reject so then there's no problem because we get plenty of rejections we get plenty of things that bounce back yep the bank rejected it closed the account blah, blah blah so boom now we can void and reissue and it's not yep. a problem but the, and it's probably one of one of the most uncomfortable situations for a payroll person to be involved in because we get it, man. We get how important this paycheck is for you. You know, most of the country, most of us included, we live paycheck to paycheck. We're trying to get through. We're trying to build a life. And I get it. Like that one check could really throw you off. But it really prompts me to say to the employee, you have to stay on top of your direct deposit information, your banking. Mm. If you know that you have a banking situation, you reach out to payroll immediately. If you have an employee self-service portal and there's a situation with your bank account, immediately go and delete your direct deposit information. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'll be honest with you. If you are unstable with your banking situation, you probably need to stick to live checks. Okay. I was there once upon a time and early in my career as a new parent and as just, mm-hmm. just trying to make sense of it, right? Just growing pains. I was there. My bank account was going negative and I was with one of the big banks that I would never deal with again who was like killing me on overdraft charges, Yeah. right? I was there, folks. Like, don't get it twisted. I was there where, you know, I was 35 cents overdrawn and then I got hit with $35 overdraft fees repetitively it was repetitive you're repetitive (laughs) no at one point i got up to 750 dollars in overdraft fees i stopped using the account but because it was 35 cents overdrawn Mm -hmm. and i and honestly i didn't think that it was going to keep on i'm like wait it's 35 cents overdrawn they're going to charge me once and we'll be good to go i'll get back to it when i can man i look back at it like a couple of weeks months later because i didn't think anything of it Mm-hmm. I, I figured, okay, I'm going to owe them $35.35. It was $750. I was like, yo, how do you yeah. guys justify this? <laughs> you see that it was only a $0.35 cent overdrawn. Yep. So all that to say, folks, I get it. And most payroll people 
will understand it. And if you don't, as a paraprofessional, get yourself together because you need to understand that this is your demographic. You're paying your coworkers, you're paying your peers, you're paying up, you're paying down, you're paying sideways. You know, mm-hmm. you maybe you're in a great situation, but guess what? Somebody down the aisle is not. Yep. You know what I mean? So you can't be uh, callous to that yeah. to that situation. You ha- again back to professionalism, patience, yep. people first attitude. Yep. That is that's the key to the customer service piece of a payroll professional. And like you said here. Dealing, having to have these tense conversations and situations with your customers. Yeah. You know, and what me and Walt will address in the next series, A Journey of a Payroll Professional, is these other skills you need to be a good payroll professional, right? You need to be able to have these crucial conversations if you want to grow as a payroll professional, because guess what? The better you are at payroll, the more of a SME subject matter expert in payroll that you are to your organization, your organization may not want to have these conversations for you. They may Mm -hmm. put you in the driver's seat and say, Hey, you're the head of the department. I need you to have this crucial conversation with these employees when a payroll mistake comes up. Yep. Because nobody, right? Because nobody else is equipped to have the conversation. I get, I get that from my partners all the time right now, where they're like, Brian, can you just have this conversation, please? Because they may ask me a question and you're going to be able to answer it better. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You have to have that professionalism, that patience, and put people first so you can have crucial conversations when it's needed. And that's the key with payroll, right? We're not going to go down the road of teaching you customer service. There's plenty of resources out there and that you can go and learn customer service, right? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for us to help you understand is that as a payroll professional, there is a customer service piece. Yes. You're not just going to be in the back room cutting checks and you never have to talk to anybody, Uh. right? That's not reality of it all. If you want to grow... If you want to succeed and in payroll, you this is a piece you have to fold in, right? Yeah. A lot of us introverts would love to just sit in the background, not deal with people. Yeah. But as we've said in other shows, as payroll keeps growing and keep it keeps evolving, we'll need less bodies behind the computer and more folks kind of monitoring the system. But also, that person is probably going to be the point of contact. Yep. Right? Also, yep. Who am I going to call when I have a problem? Yep. It, Absolutely. You're that person. So now we have to have those soft skills. We have to deal with our peers. Yep. We can't hide behind things anymore because we have to deal with our peers. Absolutely. And in doing that, you have to have good phone etiquette, mm-hmm. good email etiquette. Right. I think email alone is worth a bigger conversation. Little things like you all caps means you're screaming at people. Yep. You know what I mean? So little things like that as a payroll professional that we really got to fine tune and be aware of as far as customer service. Yeah, and I know one thing that we touched on in some of the earlier pillars was was communication. Absolutely. Communication when training. When documenting or having documentation and when processing data. 
Yep. Like communication is a part of all that. And it's a part of customer service. So you like like Brian was saying, you have to learn how to communicate with people. Like Brian was saying, have those tense conversations because they're gonna come up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you're gonna have to learn to like something I learned for me in a even in a personal setting, let alone professional, is to give people grace. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to give people grace. Like if it's that employee calling you because they're upset and they're irate about that, give them some grace because Absolutely. you never know the situation. I give like your, that. Give your, give your peers some grace. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that doesn't mean you need to necessarily take abuse from anyone. And it's a perfect segue to what I wanted to ask you, Brian, is when there's a situation and and the person can't be they're, they're illogical, irrational, rather, mm. and they're going irate. off on you, they're irate. Mm-hmm. Like, when, how long should it be before you escalate that? Oh, if a, an employee, if a customer, mm-hmm. right, not an employee, if a customer mm-hmm. gets irate with you, so one, you got to have a nice, calm, hey, I understand you're upset, but the cursing and the screaming, it's not going to help right now. Maybe we come have this conversation again tomorrow. Something like that. You got to find a real nice way to get off the <laughs> phone with them. Because right, at the end of the day, no matter how you get off, they're going to they're gonna reinterpret that as, oh, he did, this person hung up on me. Yep. He got, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the answer is immediately. As soon as you get off the phone with an irate customer, you have to escalate it immediately. So let me ask you another question. Is it, because you mentioned this just a second ago, is it ever okay to hang up? No, there's this, again, you have to be able to put yourself in those shoes. This is somebody that's upset because their money is messed up, mm-hmm. right? Their paycheck, we're payroll professionals. It's about payroll. Well, so, it's, it's not necessarily that their money is messed up because I've been in situations too, Brian, you can attest to this. I've been in situations where there was just a lack of understanding. Oh yeah, For, yep. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's just a lack of understanding that they they were frustrated and nobody had taken the time to be patient with them and explain it to them in a way True. that they could understand it. True, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, in that case, then there shouldn't be an end up with a hang up. It should be. It should end up with a thank you very much. You were so helpful. Nobody said that to me yet. Nobody's explained yeah. that to me yet, right? Yeah. But in the irate situation, you got to find a way off. Hey, I'm, and I've had to do it. Hey, I'm hanging up because I can't take the cursing and the screaming. Hope, hope to help you soon. Call me back when you're calm mm-hmm. or whatever. And then immediately document, send the email to your boss or, and, and document the whole situation because they could escalate it. Like, then, yeah. then that employee is good. Depending on how big your organization is, sometimes it doesn't even matter. They'll email the CEO. Yeah. They'll email yes. or call yes. the CEO. Yes. And if your organization is small, guess what? The next contact you get is from the CEO's assistant a part, mm. or the CEO themselves saying, hey, payroll, what's this about? Yep. So, right. So you want have you want to have already sent your communication out to your boss mm-hmm. so that you can just say, hey, sir, ma'am, them, they like you can easily say this is what I just sent to my boss mm-hmm. and I'm forwarding it to you. Yep. Let me please call me if you have any other questions or something like that, because yep. right. If you're transparent and if you're doing uh. your job right. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that you can't explain. Radically transparent. Yep. Right. Yes. Radical transparency yes. is just amazing for payroll because 
it keeps you safe in all that you do. You shouldn't be doing anything that you can't explain. You should not be doing things wrong or hiding things or anything like that. It has to be radical transparency. You have to bring it. If you don't know something in payroll, you have to raise your hand and say, I don't know. And, oh, gosh, what did we just what did we just um, chop up about? We were just talking about how be wary of the people who don't say, I don't know. Yes. Who don't like to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't be one of those people in payroll. You can't no. say you can't be one of the people. Oh, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. No, you may mess up somebody's payroll until you make it. You got to be able to own your mistakes. Own yeah. them. Because people, when you're transparent, when you're honest about those things, people will respect that more yep. than having to find out about a mistake that you made and you didn't tell them about it and it catches them off guard and, you know, every, like stuff hits the fan. And then you're like, they're like asking you what's going on. And it's, oh, I, I didn't want to say anything. And you're trying to fix it. Under the radar. radar, Yep. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, you can't do that. You can't give your customers any reason to distrust Mm -hmm. payroll. You don't want that feeling. You do this job so you can get paid on a regular basis, just like everybody else in your organization. So as a payroll professional, you have to really be able to put yourself in those shoes. I've often run into juniors that will show an attitude. How dare you and la la la. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know who you think you are. Who are you talking to? You won't disrespect yeah. me. But I always checked and I'm like, folks, uh-huh. if I, what if what happens if you didn't get paid? You got paid, right? Your check yeah. is good, right? Yeah, I bet it is. Uh-huh. What if you didn't get paid? Absolutely. And it changes their perspective. Uh-huh. And it's, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Because they're mad at the process. As a payroll professional, and, and especially a junior, it's easy to get mad at the process or lack thereof. Right? Yes. Oh, the manager never approves. That's why this person didn't get paid, and that's why they're calling me, hollering at me like it's my fault. Yep. But, okay, so look, it's not your fault. All you have to do is mitigate that situation in the moment. Yep. Right? Hey, Bill Smith, Give me a moment. Let me look into this for you. I'm so sorry this happened. Please believe that we want to get you your pay as soon as possible. Let me just do my research, talk to my bosses, see what I can do, X, Y, Z. I'll call you back or you call me back right away, whichever makes you comfortable. Uh, and, And get off the phone with them. And then so you can actually do the research, validate their claim if they didn't get paid. You want to help them. And if it's yeah. the manner and if it is a manager's fault, no problem. Just document that. That's yeah. where the documentation pillar comes in. Document that so that you and, and it's not to get and it's not always to get somebody in trouble or no, it's to improve the process. Right. Yeah. It's, hey, guys, as managers, we need you to do X, Y, Z, because if not, this Bill Smith is going to get mad and this is what happens. Right. Yep. And if, if it's, how can we say, repeat offender manager yes. that's doing something, right? Then that's a really great, then you want to partner with HR. Mm-hmm. You want to partner with their support team. And you want to try to give them a coaching. Yes. Hey, Bill Smith called me very irate about their pay. This is what you have to do to avoid this. Absolutely. Unfortunately, XYZ was missed. And this person didn't get their check or didn't get their full check. They missed some Mm -hmm. hours, blah, blah, blah. So 
you want to you and I've done that. I've done that. Hey, HR, this is a coaching opportunity. What can we do to reach out to this manager? It's because they're a repeat offender. Now they've impacted an employee or they've done it more than once. Folks, I need help. You guys got to coach them on this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's what you want to do. You want to be a partner in your team to, to be part of the solution. Not just I, I, I'm not your manager. I didn't mess up your check. Call your manager. Don't call me screaming. That's your manager's <laughs> fault. And blah blah blah. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Who? Are you, why are you arguing with them? Why are you? It's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? They're not blaming. They're mad. Yes, but everything that comes out of a check. And this, here's another good customer service piece. If if an employee sees it in their pay stub, they don't care how that error got there. Mm-hmm. They're calling payroll first. Yep. Because what are they looking at to spot the error? A paycheck. Uh-huh. So, yes, it could be a benefit error. It could be a time and attendance error. It could be a manager error. It could be our error. Uh-huh. But they don't care. They're calling payroll first. Yep. Payroll, you messed up my check. You best uh-huh. to have my money tomorrow. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And so – you just have to understand, like, like that is the key. Think about what they think about. Like, they're not payroll professionals. They see their pay stub, they get an error, they're gonna call payroll. It's up to a payroll professional to back to those three P's you put. What is it? Professionalism, Professionalism patience, people first. Yep. That's what you gotta. And this is a great. We should we should actually put this like up in front of our you know in our work area. Yes. To remind ourselves is a great reminder because it's easy to get frustrated, folks. But just remember, this is you're impacting someone's pay, man. Like, just be empathetic and understand, like, it's they're not mad at you, the payroll person. Mm -hmm. They're mad at the machine, the big machine. You know what I'm saying? Something right. What's a, what advice would you give someone? Is it ever okay for me as a payroll professional say everything's just going wrong today? It's been rough. Got people's paychecks no. are messed up. This mm-hmm. and that. This and that. And I'm dealing with a lot of calls, handling all my customers. Right? Is mm-hmm. it ever okay for me to just take a step back if I can and just take a break? The reason I'm the reason I'm saying that is because. I feel like that ties them to the professionalism piece, right? Being able to take a, a moment, collect myself, so that way you can be a, the best professional that you can be. Do you agree with that or not? Absolutely. But as long as you're going through your steps and you trust your process, there's not much to worry about, right? Yeah. And if you're good at what you do, there's no reason to operate from a place of fear. Yep. And if you're not good at what you do, then you need to get better because payroll cannot support mediocrity, right? You, you just can't be eh and meh in payroll. You have to be good or great. Yep. That payroll only has room for good and great. Yep. That's it. You can't be mediocre. Mediocre, you're not going to last. Definitely yep. not on our team. You know what I mean? So you got to step up for that. And so you got to have that grit and understand this urgency. And so part of that, right, being able to handle the stress is go do what you got to do to de-stress. Yes. Right? Having that play hard, work hard type deal, you know, whatever it is that balances you out because as humans, we need that. 
yeah. right? And as humans, we need these balances in life so we can deal with our stress. Because if it's all stress all the time, yeah. The the last thing you have to worry about is some getting somebody paid on time. You can you, you're shortening your life expectancy, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, the, well, and that might be a good thing that we can plan on talk about in a pay in the payroll professionals journey is yeah. just how do we get some wellness and build wellness into it. I can tell you and and Walt can agree that what I do is when I feel my team is stressed out, I push them to have take their days off. Take a day. <laughs> take a day. Sound like you need yeah. to take a day. <laughs> it sounds like you. I'll go look at their PTO. Yep, you got plenty of PTO. It sounds mm-hmm. like you need to take some days off. When are you going to mm-hmm. take some days off? And that's the thing with payroll folks, right? It we we probably need more than just that one week per year of a vacation or two weeks per year of vacation. You want to get days in. In between there, you want to get some long weekends in. You want to take advantage of those holidays that you're off and make sure you're disconnecting, you know, from payroll. And I I disconnect. I I don't know. I guess that's why I'm great at my job because I don't think I'm good. I know I'm great at it. It's because I disconnect. Right. There'll be weekends that I don't even think about work because Friday I end my day preparing for Monday. Mm-hmm. Right. Thinking about how is my next week going to be? Am I ready? Is there anything that I need to put in work over the weekend? Because there are times that I work over the weekends. And but that's me. That's my dedication to my job. That's my business. Right. Yeah. You don't have to do it. I'm not saying everybody has to work more than their nine to five, because believe it or not, my boss is an advocate of me- trying to get your job done within the hours that you get paid. Yes. Right. So. And that's a beautiful thing because not a lot of bosses are like that. Like that. Yeah. Right. They, they don't care if you burn out or not. Thank God our boss is someone who understands that it's a balance and you can burn out. Yep. So, again, as, as long as you're balancing that out and you're addressing, like, giving yourself time for wellness, for mental wellness, for physical wellness, okay. exercising is a big key to any success in our lives like human bodies were meant to exercise and exert and be physical and move you know what i mean and that's a big part of my day i start my day with exercising it maintains my wellness wellness is absolutely key to good customer service right how we tie it all back in is having that good customer service is definitely keeping your mental wellness physical wellness self-care thank you that's what i was looking for self-care and that's key to any success right but for sure in payroll because it is that added level of stress because yes we are paying people it's their livelihood we're making sure that they can pay their bills and the biggest takeaway is as a payroll professional there is a customer service piece yes that's it and it's the last pillar but it's definitely not the least important it's not how to teach customer service because it, there's a ton of resources out there. Go and learn it. If you didn't think it was part of your job as a payroll professional, it is. Yeah. Now go and learn it. Go learn and, more. And that should be an indicator to you that you need to go learn more. <laughs> yes. If you didn't think that was a part of your, your job. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think we're coming to the end of our five pillars. It's been an amazing series to share with you guys. We're so excited. The next series is going to be a 
journey of a payroll professional and gives us the opportunity to talk about some of these things that we've touched on in the five pillars, but we can expand on it. So we're really excited for the next series. I just love being part of the conversation. Absolutely, man. I want you guys to stay tuned. Yeah, man. Till the next time. All right. Peace. joining us today on our podcast it's about payroll we're your hosts brian escobar and william duncan and until the next time folks keep learning keep growing and most importantly keep going